know, that like, like I think about it all the time. When you think about a person's history and like what they are known for, and mm-hmm. there's always kind of like a long line of like, her parents was this, and yeah. her grandparents was that, and whatever. Every single time. Yeah, but like, I think that I'm just trying to prove that it's also possible that like, even though it's not immediate, my parent, my family never gave me this. I think that somewhere inside, I'm fighting for everything that they could never express themselves. I'm fighting for everything oh, that damn. my parents held in for. I'm fighting for every creative pursuit that my, I got from my mom. All of her singing, everything. You know she sings. She sings yeah, when she does yeah. your eyebrows. She's amazing. Like, she's you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that's why I want to prove them wrong. Because I'm holding in all of their, like other sides of hopes and dreams that they never let themselves imagine because I want I need to prove to you that there are different ways of life Mm. not just the one that you were set up to think that we must have or my grandparents were pushing on to me or whatever it is these old ass people like you made it in your own way but life is different now Chillness, a comedy podcast about living with mental illness and learning how. Wait, hold on, we have a new one. <laughs> I'm too high for this shit. <laughs> hold on, I can do this. Welcome back to Mental Chillness. There we go. A comedy podcast about living with mental illness and working towards mental chillness. Chillness. There we go. Oh, I didn't even get to do the singing. It's okay. Right. And we are your hosts today. I'm Jules. And I'm God. And we are your fairy buff mothers. We have another fairy buff mother in the Period. house. She's a lean buff mother. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Period. We have a very special guest today, everyone. Our uh, friend of the pod. Um, her name is Candice Almi. Hello. How are She's, you? Like, if you... All the messages about, like, our podcast or, like, most of them are, like, your voices are so nice. But then, like, I hear Candice's and I'm like... Bro, this is the most soft-spoken, oh, yeah. like, most, like, I I have never heard you yell, <laughs> so I don't know about that, but... I believe it. <laughs> for real, though, we have a really good friend of the pod, and we're very honored to have her here. Thank you for blessing us with your presence. Thank you for having me. I am very excited. Yay. I'm cheesing over here. I love it. She's so beautiful as we're well. We're I know. <laughs> Again, I'm too high for this. I feel that. But I had to get a little high before recording because I was a little anxious, actually. I've been a little anxious. And it was because I had a whole, like, night of crying. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, you know, like, we were going through different emotions and processing stuff and, like, really evaluating, like, our needs and desires and values and, like, where we stand and, like, how we want to be treated and mm-hmm. this, this and that, you know what I'm saying? And um, so I woke up and I was like, okay, I could do so many things right now, but I'm going to just do my makeup and get high. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to wait for Candace and Drews to get here and that's all I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I love you that. Know, yeah, you know how I knew something was going on? Context me at 2.31. <laughs> Are you awake? I said, oh no. I said, uh-oh. I texted you. I texted my brother and I texted Eliani. Yeah. Which is a previous like podcast guest. And yeah. you're dead. Bitch. I was, ooh. <laughs> 
and I made a whole video. But um, so usually whenever I'm crying, I would take pictures of myself, okay. but not really pictures. I take videos, and I would just record myself like going through it. Okay. Right. And it's literally like me making this video last night to send to my friend. And then I was just like, oh my God, this is it right here. Like I'm literally like figuring it all out as I'm making this video because I was like telling her exactly what I was feeling because I just mm. needed to say it out loud. And then all of a sudden, like out comes like all of the actual truth about the situation that mm -hmm. I didn't even realize that I had been like compartmentalized yes. in and I had already like you know I know what it is I know what the issue is and I I'm clear on what I want to communicate but I only realized that after I was like recording myself because mm -hmm. as a form of like I needed some kind of form of therapy like talk therapy yeah and me recording myself is that like free. reminding yes. yourself yeah yeah like mm -hmm. if i don't have any if no one replies to me like last night <laughs> which is totally fine because yeah. i reach out and if the universe doesn't answer you know it's cool like For i'll handle sure. it on my own but whatever i was like interesting yeah like i started to realize that before i used to say oh my god i always turn to people i always turn to people but it's never even the case the minute that i say whatever is going on out loud is the, the minute that i'm like bitch what the fuck this is so little yeah and then my friends are like jewels and i'm like i know i know it's always so much bigger just head. let me cry like in my head i'm like this is the end of the world like today's the day like this is my 13th reason. Like, this is like, it gets so crazy in your head. And then the minute that you talk to people that you trust in or that you're like, listen, I know that you know me, just tell me I'm crazy. And then it's like, it's not that you're crazy, your feelings are valid, but it's like, sometimes it feels like, I don't know, it's, it's okay to meet a friend. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I love you. And I'm that friend. And I'm sorry, girl, I was knocked out. I know. I my brother was knocked out. Everybody, everybody. I was like, okay, it's cool. It's cool. But I think that's also a way that, like, where the universe gives you the answer, like, no, you have to figure this yeah, out. Exactly. I understand you want op opinions from other people, but it's 2 30 a.m. This is your yeah, time to think. Exactly. I literally was sitting on the couch. I was like, all right, I'm going to roll another joint and I'm going to cry it out. Yeah. And then I kept crying and then I kept talking to myself. Like, I kept, like, but. It was cool because I what I kept saying out loud was like, okay, here is the situation and this is why I feel the way that I feel. Mm -hmm. Because my problem before was that I would never validate myself on mm -hmm. what I feel. I would never allow myself to feel it because I never wanted to be a burden. I never wanted to be naggy. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to feel like I was feeling too much, doing too much. Yeah. But but then I invalidated everything that I was feeling and I had the right to come from where I was coming from. And that's why I was like, okay, I don't operate like this to other people and with other people and I don't deserve this to me. And I kept saying that out loud because I was like, I need to remember that I ha I'm all good in this because that's why I call these people, right? Right. Like, that's why, because I need to get the validation from you or the confirmation from you after you hearing me. But... I can give, I need to give that to myself too. Like, sure. you know, like, bro, like, this is what happened, bitch. Okay? Don't forget it. Right. You have the right. Mm -hmm. We are going to go at it. And this morning I posted a story and it was talking about, like, being calm, like, being in a state of calm and remaining calm. And, and that's how, like, I don't know, you figure out the answer, or at least for me, that's how I feel. 
And so, like, that's why I was like, I'm glad that to that person, I didn't directly, like, outburst or anything. But at the same time, I'm not going to be taken advantage of Mm. or I'm not going to be taken for granted or I'm not going to be played or I'm not going to be made to look stupid. Mm -hmm. I hate feeling stupid. And I understand that it's a part of, like, the full emotion and parts of like the the, the feeling experience. Right. I understand it, you know? But god damn it, I fucking hate it, bro. Right. <laughs> Fuck it, I could do I one of those so many like, better things with my time right now than to sit here and fucking what, pouting about this shit? Yeah. Yes. Like, my number one thing, I don't like to be embarrassed. Oof. I know. But, or like to like, you know, like it's just like I don't I don't know. I and that that's because in that's because for me I don't know about you but for me in my childhood that's the that's the my full trauma mm-hmm. is like I always feel like I'm being set up because like I always feel like they're they're playing like a trick on me because that's what all the kids did to me and mm-hmm. like from like for like fucking like five six the first five six years of like me being here and that's all I like knew so I didn't know how much of that went into my being now but then yeah. I realized like why am I always on my toes like why don't I ever trust anybody like, why, why am I so I, anxious yeah, yeah. Like, why, do I, why am I always doubting like stuff in my head and I'm always telling myself what is true like what is actually the truth that's happening in front of my face what's logical I understand this I understand that but then I need to like realize but then I had to like work it out that I was like okay you have all this trauma and it's literally you're carrying it from your childhood and you still haven't really processed it mm-hmm. and you still think that these people were gonna fucking like play set you up. or like yeah set you up or like literally that's what I hate the most that's why I don't like like um I don't know like I think that's why trust is so important to me mm-hmm. because I like and that's why I do not ever show like inches or any like centimeters of like vulnerability about mm-hmm. anything because mm-hmm. I'm like you're gonna use it against me and then, like you're gonna know that I'm soft yeah even though I know that I'm soft and there's nothing <laughs> I don't want anybody else it. to know I feel that you know even yeah. though I know that no I I I want you to know that I'm soft mm-hmm. I want to be soft mm-hmm. but I want it to feel safe for me to be soft I understand Right? I don't want to be around people that makes me hold my guard up and mm-hmm. never and always have to hold myself in a light where I think that I'm like not superior, but in like a like you can't like touch me. Like I don't want to feel like my guard is up like that. I mm-hmm. want to be able to let it down. I want yes. to be soft. I want to feel. I want to be able to be a little crybaby. Mm-hmm. I'm a crybaby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I feel like sometimes, but like you just also have to let them know, like, hey, but there's a certain boundary. But this is as far as I'm gonna let you go, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm, I can't hold my cry, my crybabiness back. I'm a crier, <laughs> and I, I sometimes I get so mad that I'm just like, and tears just fall, and I'm like, I can't talk. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'm a crier. I don't know, and I don't know how to hold that back. Yes, me. even I think it's with Aries. my, <laughs> I'm a Taurus. So <laughs> my relationship um, with my fiance now, like I'm a crybaby, but his. Um, his ex-wife used her cr- she started crying to get her way mm-hmm. and I'm like that's not what I'm doing I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm just mad I'm just get away from me get away from me oh and so we had to fix that relationship like yeah. I'm just I'm trying just, to like unlearn it yeah unlearn that it's not 
because of that. Yeah, yeah. That I'm not, I need to, one, learn how to speak through my emotions. Yeah. But also that um, some people do yeah. see emotion as a weapon yeah. for other people like, and yeah, to get their way in relationships. Look at these tears. Pew, pew, pew. I yeah, and it's like, no, I'm not trying to yeah. do that. Yeah. I'm just trying to tell you something. Yeah, she's like, this is <laughs> but hard. But I'm going to do it like this. <laughs> yes. Okay, so question. Are we mentally ill right now then, or are we mentally chill? What about you, Con? I'm mentally chill. I feel like chill. I started this shit telling you that I'm mentally ill. <laughs> but I'm not really ill. Like, I'm chill. I'm chill, but it's just that I hate getting my peace disturbed. And that. so I'm trying to just let myself feel it and not be so, like, caught up in the fact that I'm feeling normal feelings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's cool, dude. You're going to spend, what, like, a couple of hours pouting about this shit, and then you're going to process this, and then you'll decide what you want to do with the situation. But, like, whatever. It's fine. Just fucking yeah. feel it. Yes. Because I hate fighting myself on it. Mm-hmm. I hate holding back my feelings with anything, with mm-hmm. any kind, in any aspects, you know. But I feel really chill now because I knew that I was going to be able to see you guys. I knew that I was going to have a good recording. I knew that I had this coming up and that my life isn't just that problem. Mm-hmm. That problem is actually very small. Yeah. And that my life is actually much bigger and I'm very grateful for it. And I have all of these different things that will make up for all the crying I did last night. Yeah. yeah. And the crying, again, wasn't bad. It's just part of my character development is how I process my feelings. So Mm -hmm. I understand that I'm not sad about crying. No, not at all. Love that. You know? It's actually a a better release. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Candace? Mentally ill or chill? I'm mentally chill with a capital I. Ooh. Period. So, simply because just the last few months, I would say, I've had to do a lot of crying and deliberation in my life um, with, kind of like you said, what I want to do with my life and saying it out loud sometimes. I do voice notes. So, I don't necessarily have to see myself because... I don't think I want to. <laughs> I feel that. No, I but, like, but you're like, so beautiful, so that's crazy. I might have to do that then. <laughs> but the voice note is enough because I'll be in the middle of it and be like, you know what? That's the answer. Yeah. And it just comes to you. And I've been talking to my therapist every day, yeah. <laughs> which is Amazing. crazy. Yeah. She's like, are you free? <laughs> it doesn't even matter. I'm going to send you a voice note, too, <laughs> since I sent it to all my friends. I have to tell you because you're going to be the one to solve yeah. my issue. So um, I would. it's a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. But in this moment, I'm very chill. I'm very ex- excited to be here. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So we're all basically chill. I feel like you are the we're chillest. Chill. Oh, yeah. You came with so much energy, which I really appreciate. Of course. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, every time I get sad and I walk through those doors, I'm like, because ah, it's like this is my therapy, being able to sit and just the thing is, we don't sit here with like a platform and like, this is what we're going to talk about. These are the key points that we have. We have to hit these key. No, <laughs> we sit, we have conversations and we just let it flow. And it's just like, this is like my therapeutic time. Like, this is like my, I get so connected and I feel so honored that people, sorry guys, <laughs> that people want to sit and listen to what we have to say. So I always come here and bring my even though sometimes I am here and I do cry, which I have cried on the pod before, mm-hmm. um, I always try to give my good and best energy because people come back and listen, and I'm honored for that. Yes. You know, so this is like my therapeutic yeah. time. 
Speaking of people listening, one, thank you so much. For sure. And two, uh, if you feel like it, please give us a review and a rating. Yes, ma'am. Um, let us know what you guys want us to talk about. I get uh, I get into slumps, and then I get very excited when I, like... Me and Juice will literally not talk for, like, three weeks, and then I'll send her, like, 17 texts, and it's, like, I schedule this guest, this guest, this guest, this guest, this is what we're talking about, this is what we're talking yeah, about, this is no, what we're talking true. about. Like, literally, like, dates, 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 And then I'm dates, on my, dates, I'm dates, literally, dates. I'm looking through our messages, like, like going good, on my calendar. I literally don't even care if she doesn't reply. I'm like, you're gonna read all of this yeah. shit anyway, so I'm gonna... I have never cared if anyone doesn't reply to me, like, in the moment. I will have a whole conversation... With myself, I will get all my points across without you replying, but you will see it. <laughs> I know you will. Literally. So, like, it's so fucking funny. So, like, I get very excited when we, like, have a schedule plan. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm I, very grateful um, to have this platform just because I am still learning, like, who I am and, like, this craft as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never podcasted. Like, we've never done this yeah. shit. So like interviewing and do all of all of that. I love it. Yeah, but I'm very just grateful that all of our friends are very patient with us learning through this process, and whatever else. Damn, bro! I told Jules that I would pick up my monotones moments once we like <laughs> fucking get into the mics, and I'm like, uh, oh I'm, I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> Imagine if I talk like this. <laughs> I don't think I would be there. I'm not into it. Like Miley back. If I was talking to you like this, I have a fucking gun in your face. <laughs> and you're gonna fucking die. Bring Miley back. Bring Miley back. <laughs> What's up, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But, um, dude, literally, I, uh, my grandparents, something new in my life, you yeah. Know? And this has been very busy because uh, my grandparents are having their seven, or they had their 70 years, like 70th year anniversary. Oh, that is so crazy. That's it's amazing. insane. And then my fucking parents next week is having their 30th year, like, anniversary. Man. I know. And That's I've been awesome. like, I, I literally have been like with my family a lot. And like, it's just like, you know, and anytime that I'm with my family, I'm always like, I feel like I dig a deeper layer of mm-hmm. my into a deeper layer of myself every time I'm with my family because I'm always like, why am I so anxious? Why am I so angry right now? Mm-hmm. Why can I not stand to be here? Like, what is the deeper issue? Like, why am I so uncomfortable? Why can't I hold a conversation with these people? Like, mm. right? And then I'm always like, I'm doing things for my parents, but why can't I stand to be around like my other family? And this is not to say that, like, I'm not grateful for my family. They are good people, you know? It's just that we don't see eye to eye. And there's a lot of issues in between. But, like, I'm still grateful for what they've done for us, for me. For Like, I'm here because of them. Yeah. I get it, you know? Yeah. I owe them that grace and whatever it is. But, yeah, I feel like that's why I've been getting so fucked up. Because I'm always like, can't wait to go to therapy. Talk yeah. about what my dad just said. Exactly. Yeah, she's and like, all my uncles followed up with it. Yeah. She's like, no, I meant to. I, I wanted to ask you, so that's why you know when I waited to till we got here. How did you feel like being around your family, being in church for the whole service and all of Dude, that? When I was in dressed church, up, yeah, I know. Like, well, dressed okay. up. First of all, this beautiful. Oh my God, Mulan, who? Like you? 
Yo, everyone said I look like Mulan. Stunted. So fucking oh funny. my god, a queen. No, but actually, the dressing up thing was an issue. Not the whole wearing the pretty shit, but. The way that I dress when I go see my family, I told my cousin, I'm like, I always dress like a fucking librarian. Like, I dress as opposite as possible to, like, the real version of me because I don't fucking want to, I don't, I don't want to talk about it, Mm -hmm. right? A part of it is that they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. A part of me, I don't want to talk about it either. Um, because I don't know, I still haven't navigated through like how I want to go at it. What's the best way to go at it as compassionate as possible for me and them and not, you know, whatever it is, lots of conversations have not been had about my tattoos. No one knows that I still have them besides my parents. So I hide myself under my clothes and then they make comments about the stuff that I wear or how I look. And obviously, I can't just be like, yeah, I fucking wonder what I'm hiding under here. But then, like, the other part of me is like, okay, this is so much deeper. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, I have to really, really work through this shit because, like, I don't ever feel comfortable around them. And it's not because they say stuff about me or how I look or they're trying to dig at stuff or whatever it is. But I'm like, I've never felt like I fitted in here. I've never known how to be in here. I've never, I never, I was never taught, like proper like emotion like processing communication i was never really like you know what i'm saying in a very strict household like there was just not a lot of openness and so i was always now i'm like doing more work on to like why do i feel this way like how can i not feel like this towards my own family (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've been in the same space too mine's up well no, I love my family. And around my family, I feel so comfortable. So I'm so sorry that you have to go yeah, through that. Yeah, it's because I'm the opposite of my family. My family is very formal. They're very, like, like... Uh, to the books. Just, just, yeah, but they're very, like, okay, think, like, grand. Like, think very, like... My grandpa was, like, ex-military. Okay. Very, like... I don't know. Like, I don't like to set up perceptions of things. Mm-hmm. I don't like to carry myself in ways that it's not true to the inside right. I don't you like just want to be, that's the way you want people to view i like to be authentic as like as authentic as possible and in the asian culture like um i guess the outside look is everything because people don't know you so you have to present yourself because people don't know you you have to present yourself in a way where their perception of you is good mm-hmm and I fucking hate that. Yeah. I have that too. My with my parents being conservative, we were raised in a Seventh Day Adventist kind of conservative lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And perception is everything too. I even judged I mean my boyfriends for good reason. Like if you go somewhere and you're with a girl, like if y'all are hugged up, what do you think everybody else gonna think? Mm-hmm. You know? So that type of perception was well, just perception in general is really important. But it was to the point where we couldn't go to the movies when we were kids. I didn't go to the movies until I was in college. You were homeschool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, but I because so it was the perception of if Bambi is playing and um, American Pie is playing, who do you think everybody's going to think you're going to? Mind your business. But the perception was don't go at all. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was the, the thing. Exactly. That's what I was I was raised with very strict you know i didn't even get to 
My first party that I went to for real, for real, wasn't until college, until after I got out and moved out. Mm-hmm. I kind of like strong armed my way out of my my household. When I, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm out of here. Yeah, I applied, I applied to one school. I did. Yeah, I applied to one school that was UCF. And I was told my parents, I was like, hey guys, I got in. And they're like, okay, how are you going to get there? And I'm like, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to find out. Yeah. You know? She's like, okay. I even Dorms. had uh, one of my best friends at the time. I had him um, drive me up to Orlando from Fort Lauderdale three hours after a test. Like, it was like finals week. And I'm like, we're going to go to that interview. We got pulled over and everything trying to get there on oh time. Oh, my God. Didn't get that job. But eventually, yeah. we got up here successfully. But I had to really strong arm my way up here. Even to the point where I had to make my dad a 23-slide PowerPoint. Oh, contrasting gas, bus passes. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> um, school programs because I wanted to What's be in forensic ethnicity? science. My dad is white. We're both, we're all, they're all American. Yeah. My dad is white Irish. And my mom is African-American. She's from Kentucky. So they were like, girl, you stay in. We're, until you get. We'll take care of you. That's crazy. Like, no. That's so fucking a funny. I, my parents never let me get a job. So yeah. then when I was in high school, my friends started getting jobs when I was like 17. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, get me a job. I yeah. got a job, went home and told my dad. And he was like, how are you going to get there? And I was like, my friend's going to take me. Don't worry about it. I literally was like, okay, I'm going to yeah, start the doing same schedule. This. Yeah. And yeah. then they were literally like, I don't know. They couldn't really do anything. You know, yeah. I was just telling them like, hey, I have this. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Because like, I was like, this is the appropriate time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm at the appropriate age. I think that I'm reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I can do it. But, like, yeah, I did it without, like, their, you know. I learned how to drive without my dad. Like, my ex-boyfriend oh. taught me how to drive. And then by the time my dad taught me how to drive, he was so, like, he was like, what the fuck? He's like, why do you not Literally do this? didn't teach me. He was like, you know how to do this shit. Yeah, my parents were so weird to the point where I think my... I worked in student life. I was an orientation leader and I worked in like student okay. life. So it was like the fun job. Period. So I think the program, I mean, the office closed at like nine. If I'm closing up and everything, I'm probably going to get on the bus at like 10 or whatever. Yeah. My parents refused to let people drop me home. And wow. if I were out that late and I'm like, what? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They're like, you ain't coming home then. What? Like, like, I don't know. Have- what? So, what? But the thing happen? is like the strictest parents raised the sneakiest kids. Oof. Which all I did was like sneak yeah. and you know. Mm-hmm. No, if anything, my grandma was like, "Let me talk to the mom," oh. and I'm like, "Okay." I was allowed to go to the movies. I yeah. was allowed, to, and I'm sorry, but mm. I, I snuck out of the house at 15. You see, but that's. But I wish that's why if I ever have a kid, which I don't know right now, I'm kind of debating, but. I would want them to feel so open, and I just, I want to know, like, why? Like, why? Like, I just, I want to talk. But I get it that we're in a different era, and back then was so different, and, but my grandma was just like, go, how long are you going to be gone? All right, call me every day. Every if, you day. If, you don't, if you don't call me, Jules, yeah, because sometimes I'll stay, like, for the whole weekend. Oh, wow. Well, and I remember that they went to St. Augustine, yeah. I don't know, St. Augustine with my friend and her family. And her family, like, paid for everything. We got, like, jet skis. My friend Kristen, this was, like, they had, like, a lot of money. And my grandma says, call me every day. And if you don't call me every day, look at me. You ain't never going to St. Augustine again. I said, okay. I called her every day. I said, hey, Nana, just letting you know I'm alive. And, like, yo. <laughs> exactly. The thing my grandma just trusts me. Like, hey, I beat team pregnancy. What? 
Hello. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like, I don't know. This bitch said MBT pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. And, and the funny part about that, when I started break, oh, breaking out, when I started <laughs> sneaking out of the house, out of the house. Yeah. I was <laughs> doing nothing. Period. You just want to hang out. I was. I you want to be out past late, past eight o'clock, mom. Like, let me stay out till ten, not okay. eight o'clock. Oh. I'm nineteen years old, mom. Yeah. But I was out at like five in the morning. Okay. So was I. <laughs> Never mind, mom. Keep these kids in the kitchen. It was like, terrible. I was, was not thinking at all. Yeah. Dude, Completely. that was when I was like, wow, I could have died so many times. Yes. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like I don't know. It, the restrictions made mm-hmm. me be very reckless yep, and sure. not very... So this is so crazy to me. So if you're, you were homeschooled, mm-hmm. which is so like mind-blowing, look at me. Because when I met Candace, I met her through Khan and we were just like all together. Look at me. It was love at first sight. Okay? <laughs> like she is not one. Not only is she super fucking, she is like stunning. But oh, her, per, like her personality, it's like she's like radiating like love and like light and like she's just like so pure and her little smile she's like do you want to sit here and I'm like can I like like I want to sit there (laughs) and you're just like so sweet and for you to think like that you were just like homeschooled and you're so creative and you do all these amazing you're like a photographer Mm -hmm. and you're a model and to think that you were homeschooled like in the crib all day like no around no kids like how, how did that all that creative all that creativity like start so when from birth yeah my mom she she can she can paint really well like yeah. realism type Ooh. stuff and she tries she tries puts her hands in interior decorating and stuff oh, and she yeah. does really she works with her hands a lot so like arts and crafts she upholsters furniture very well which is very mm. odd um and then also i get i i would think they're creative my parents creative thing is powerlifting too yeah, it's you know? oh, i remember you told me that yeah yeah, yeah. Crazy. Sure. yeah. candace's parents were professional powerlifters like to this day like still i know dudes. like ask the like, fuck i'm out here like Yes, in the 80s, my mom was on the front cover of Powerlifting USA. Oh my god, that is so fucking cool. I'm gonna need that magazine. Like, I would literally, like, so cool. Mm -hmm. So, women's empowerment. I was gonna drop my brand new phone, (laughs) but uh, we saved it. Thank you. Goodbye, save lives. Pick it back up. So, my mom, she's more of a realism painter Mm -hmm. with her art in. You know, arts and crafts. My dad, he speaks very well. So mm-hmm. he can put together, um, like, speeches and things like that. And he sculpts. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Bunch of artists. Yeah. My sister, she can draw very well. And she taught herself how to sing. And then I was more of the photographer. And I paint. Um, and I, I do a lot of, like, things with my hands. So I just, mm-hmm. I like it. Um, it's more of my... Kind of things that like kind of save my life. I want to be able to like, I have the urge to put my hands on something. And I think that allows me not to be so bored all the mm-hmm. time and uh, yeah, be able to like, explore the world. You know? Yeah. I feel like if anything, because you were homeschooled, you she just had so many yes. and space to explore all of it. But thinking about what we were going to talk about today came to my mind. One thing that was not, um, allowed really was to express 
who we were. It was, it still was constricted. Same fucking. Because we were so conservative. So what was hilarious is me finding myself through my hair, through Mm -hmm. getting locks and things. Um, And I wanted to be able to, I wanted to lock my hair. My name is Candace, which means Kendake, which means queen in Ethiopian. Mm. which is also oh in the bible God. so i wanted to embody that that queendom kind of sure. and so i did my research i locked my hair and the first thing my dad said in a private conversation with my mom that i overheard was she's gonna be a lesbian so how did you take that like what was your first response so you overheard it wasn't even like a face-to-face like <laughs> Oh, man. He wouldn't even dare. And then when I confronted him about it, and I was kind of vulgar about it. Yeah. I was like, what you think I'm out here, excuse my language, scissor kicking with everybody I know? Yeah. And he was like, how did you know what that is? You were like, mm. not your dad wondering. Yes. And I'm like, sir, can we have a conversation? Talk like, he's never me. even spoke to me about that. Like right. You know? And this was when I first started, and my locks are about eight years old now. So I've. He just didn't like that they were either, I would just come home and I would want to be relaxed. So I'm in sweatpants, a t-shirt, my hair is all over the place, it is what it is. I'm comfortable here and I would want you to recognize that I'm comfortable in this space, that I don't have to feel I have to do myself up. But no, it makes me look lazy in a lesbian of some sort. And I'm like, what? So my creativity of myself was kind of hindered growing up to where... I felt once I was 20, I had to break out. I had to leave. And I didn't do anything crazy. I wasn't on any crazy drugs or um, experimented. I did explore myself and found my sexuality and things. But it wasn't, I would think, outlandish to where it would be the detriment to my parents' development. Or, you know, it would be an offense to how they raised me. Like, y'all did fine, but you could have done a lot of things better that's literally how i feel i've even had a conversation with my mom i'm like you did a lot of things traumatizing sis yeah and she's like listen i don't oh no and you're like (laughs) i i really can't recall because my brain has been damaged yeah you know she's like i'm a little hurt yeah i feel like all moms feel that way Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my biggest thing it was and it's funny because I was homeschooled so that was the most time where you got to be able to hone in on your children mm-hmm. but for me I needed a sense of understanding even when I got in trouble for sneaking out of the house I've even told my parents this like I got in trouble did not know why it was just like don't go outside okay well we could have had a conversation sit down and been like it's not safe to go out at 5 o'clock in the morning. Not only that, you don't know who this person is. You don't know what kind of diseases they have and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Then to just scare me into two years of antagonizing, where's your boyfriend at? You know, I bet you can't find him no more. Yeah. And I was like, come on, y'all. Yeah, and it doesn't make me feel good. Mm-mm. And it really kind of put a separation between us for a long time because they were that antagonizing kind of character. In, in my story from then on. And we had to, I had to talk to my mom. I'm like, can we, can we just chill off this subject? Because, yeah. like, I'm an older, I'm a different person. I've come back from college. I've done my thing. You know, I've started my career. I'm a different person. I'm, I'm completely different. Yeah. Do you have any siblings? Yes, I have a younger sister. 
And okay. she's she's done her thing. She's um, working in South Florida. She's a, a, a Delta. And yes. Yes. so she has all her um, sisters down there, you know, thriving. But she's she was more of the rebellious child growing up. So I think that's why I didn't get the <laughs> the hone in understanding because they were so worried about her and correcting her. Mm-hmm. I would say correcting instead of punishing, but she got a lot of it, yeah. you know. And so I was kind of. I was independent. I grew up independent, and now that's seeping into my relationships and me being a lot more selfish than a lot of other people mm-hmm. are used to yeah. in a partner. It's also so. It's it's been it's been fun. Yeah. But learning myself has been the most rewarding. And I love that for you. That's so fucking awesome. That's Out amazing. of all of like the uh, creative people that I'm like friends with and I know and stuff, like. It's kind of funny, like, you have a real-ass job. Yes. Like, a whole-ass, like, like, you know, like, business trip job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, a whole-ass corporate, like, lady. Like, and, like, she's a woman. Sorry. I know. And, like, out here, like, but, well, not that it's funny, but I think that it's always interesting to me when people hold up two different kind of like or no actually i like seeing the way that creative people tackle the way that they go about their lifestyle Mm -hmm. and their life um i feel that i'm more on the safe side and i really crave stability and security and i don't like to do things very like uh i i don't like to be in bad place regarding with my money i've always i've never wanted to be like a broke artist Mm -hmm. so i've always balance myself out with like if I want to do anything I'm gonna fund myself I'm gonna fund my own art I'm Mm -hmm. gonna you know still supporting myself and like still live a life where I make enough time to you know whatever Mm -hmm. but like finding such a balance and I think other people some of them like sacrifice it all and then eventually it becomes worth it Mm -hmm. and they they go through a different journey you know what I'm saying and then other people are different so I think it's interesting that you have a whole ass corporate job. Oh, yeah. You know? And then you are still doing this, like, all of this creative pursuit with your photography. So, like, you know, walk me through that. Like, how do you feel? Um, do you feel, like, balanced? Do you believe in a balance? Like, how do you navigate through all of that? Where are you standing right now? Because I feel like a lot of creative people have that debate with within themselves how much i want to work for other people right. what is my actual job doing for me now is it fulfilling my art is it pushing my art forward that's a whole you know yeah the whole nine to five setup is <clears throat> definitely not helping besides financially propelling my career yeah you know um what's funny is that i i, I don't i don't like I don't like talking to people and I work in customer service kind Mm. of in that field hospitality I'm saying and I I thrive in it and it does make the money but I do have to push myself so hard to be able to come back home Mm -hmm. and do my creative work and stay in it and remain focused Mm because from that from five to nine or five to ten, however long you're you're home and you can stay energized for the remainder of the day, you have to be able to push stuff out, especially if you have clients and things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time I get tired, you know, and I don't get to 
go on Pinterest or go on Tumblr or, you know, when I do find myself getting anxious, I'm not looking for ideas. I'm just trying to look for something to distract myself. Mm -hmm. So what I try to do is on my art page, I try to only follow like artists, people that are doing something. So when I do get in those anxious tizzies, I'm still looking at something creative and productive. Um, But I try to keep those creative people around me. So my fiance is a photographer, graphic designer. I've um, met a lot of different people. I've been trying to get into like these networking spaces. Again, still very uncomfortable for me to like go out and um, network, but I know that it's very important. So the biggest thing is to have like a either in yourself. That's where it starts really. Finding where you can motivate yourself, but then also having those supporting pieces to be able to push you to curate those ideas on it. You have to do it on a daily basis or else you will kind of fall into a a black hole. And honestly, I salute you and I think you're so strong because not only are you doing that, but you're doing that. You're holding a nine to five. You're creating like you're creating a creative space. Your mental health is a thing. You have a full time relationship like Mm -hmm. that is those are child. And Hannah, you're a stepmom. Yeah. Okay? Like, you are you are doing it all, and you make it look easy. I'm not even going to lie. Like, you, and I just give it up to everybody who can keep their mind sane, even to be able to hold conversations and be like, hey, I'm probably going to break down right now, so just give me a second. Yeah. Just turns around and just, like, tears are literally just falling. Yes. You know? I do that too with my therapist. She'd be like, how are you doing? And I'm like, we're crying right now. <laughs> she's like, yeah, some time. You know? Like, and I just, I salute you. And I think you're so strong. And everything that you just represent is so amazing. And you're going to go so far. So keep fucking pushing. Because you ain't going to have that 9 to 5 forever. No. not And I don't want it. And I really don't. It. I want to be able to curate a space. Um, just like Khan. That had has a home for artists to be able to be themselves and express themselves in whatever manner. Dude, so hopefully we all can just create that space together and for it's like sure. a giant umbrella. Yeah. For sure. What I truly want to do like around Orlando is like my like my plan. That's why I wanna I want this podcast to be such like a community thing is because like I just want to be able to create just such a tight net group and a trustworthy that group of people who share the same aspiration, intention, and whatnot mm-hmm. towards like goods for the city. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like I think about things like much bigger than myself. Like if I was just living for myself, I'd be chilling right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. Yeah. And so I have to keep pushing and and I dream really big and so I want to be able to like attain space spaces to mm-hmm. like hold residencies, create creative like spaces to where people can use it at such a like and and have it to be so available yes for kids who are growing up here for people to not have to leave orlando to do other things because it's provided in your home Mm -hmm. you know to to like again so that most people don't have to be like broke artists yes i i get that i don't want to be a broke artist and Another thing about parents, it's just so funny. My mom, she was like, yeah, I went, to a, I went to high school with this girl that it was the only girl in my high school that became famous. I don't know if you're going to become famous, so just find something else to do. And I'm like, we're artists. What are you talking about? And that's I'm so like, you think I'm not going to be, I'm not, I'm, I'm just not going to make it. Yeah. I know. And I'm like, huh? But it's because, okay, dude, I was unlocking something in therapy the other day with my therapist, and he was asking me, like, why is it so, like, what is the 
what is the actual purpose or the reason why you like go so ham about like your parents and your family like what is the true like you know like why is it so important for you to show like who you are and whatever it is and I was like honestly it's to prove them wrong that's what I said at first and mm-hmm. then I was like it's to prove them wrong but not like in any way it's more to show them that like I can do it and I can make it and it's possible even if I am a regular ass person who came from our background I still could do it because I did it for myself and I'm showing you and proving you wrong that you could do it too and that the the whole reason why I say that is because like I think that my parents and my whole family had always been very restricting of who we must be as people and career paths and mm-hmm. this and I never felt like I could be anything that was actually me mm-hmm. and so like now I think that I through talking to my therapist I was like I just want to prove them wrong I just want to show them that they don't also, they they also don't have to listen to their parents and they also don't have to prove mm-hmm. whatever it is that they have been holding in their mind for so long. Mm-hmm. I'm showing you that I can do it and you can do it too. You can also dream. You can also understand that chances are possible and yeah. like it's not so rare, you know, that like like I think about it all the time. When you think about a person's history and like what they are known for and mm-hmm. there's always kind of like a long line of like her parents was this and yeah. her grandparents was that and whatever. Every single time. Yeah, but like I think that I'm just trying to prove that it's also possible that like even though it's not immediate my parent my family never gave me this I think that somewhere inside I'm fighting for everything that they could never express themselves I'm fighting for everything oh, that damn. my parents held in for I'm fighting for every creative pursuit that my I got from my mom all of her singing everything you know she sings she sings yeah, she does your yeah. eyebrows she's amazing like, she's you know what I'm saying like I think that that's why I want to prove them wrong because I'm holding in all of their like other sides of hopes and dreams that they never let themselves imagine because I want I need to prove to you that there are different ways of life Mm. not just the one that you were set up to think that we must have or my grandparents were pushing on to me or whatever it is these old ass people like you made it in your own way but life is different now and I cannot just keep living to what what you think life should be yes life is different for everyone and I think everyone should find their own way for everything yes and i'm just trying to tell you that you can do it too you don't have to limit me like you were limited mm-hmm. you know that's this the best way so... to say it no that was amazing that like <laughs> i literally tears almost fell like fuck con like i swear because the thing is school was pushed on me forever and mm-hmm. i always told myself i said listen i'm gonna get that high school diploma and i don't know about everything else because listen like and the thing is i know and i believe in myself for my family like, my family, don't get me wrong, they're always like, yeah, that's so awesome. And I don't think any of them have ever listened to the pod. And I don't, that doesn't bother me. But what I'm saying is, like, they always, they go by, like, you have to go to school to become something. Mm-hmm. You have to go to school to become something. You have to go to school to become something. Uh, just, I like, I see my family very often, and they always tell me, look, Sophia's in school. Sophia's in school. My sister's, like, 19. And it's just something that I'm like, I, I'm just not interested. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not giving, I want to go to school and waste all my money on that. And I'm yeah. so sorry. You know what I mean? But it's like, I just wouldn't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even know what I would be interested in. Like, it's just something that's not for me, right. and, which is okay. 
But that doesn't mean I'm going to be sitting here living on the streets, mom. No. Like, I'm, I'm going to be taking care of myself because you took care of me. You did good. Exactly. Like, you did just fine. I know. I learned from you. You should trust that I'm good. Exactly. You should literally be like, wow, look at you go. Look at you go. I every know. time my grandma sees like, me, every time my grandma sees me, she's like, did you get a new tattoo? I don't know. I think, turn around. Yep. I don't know. I didn't see... I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think you did. I'm like, no, I didn't. It's like, that's so crazy. Where's the shoe in my neck? Wait, you're you saying um, your, that, that full family breakdown literally gave me like an epiphany about my own life. Yeah. <laughs> I relate to you so much. That's why I'm listening to you talk. I'm like, what the fuck? This is literally mirroring me. Like, yeah, two like, different cultures. Yeah. yeah, so I feel that I'm so financially independent and just independent in general mm -hmm. because my mom was so dependent on my dad. She was a stay-at-home mom. She didn't have a job until... She had a job up until I was born. Mm -hmm. So after that, she stopped. How the hell they afford, afforded anything and hid it from us that we were like... Yeah. Kind of like not really making it like that. Yeah. I have no idea. But that's why it's incredible. Parents do that, right? That's yeah. why I think I'm like so humble. Sorry, like, well, no, you're fine. But I'm like, you taught me that. Exactly. You should know that I should be good because oh, no, you I knew I'm literally taught me that. Taught me that. Like, I'm traumatized because of you. <laughs> Thanks. I was like, well, we got to share this. Oh, fuck. Yeah, well, that's how I am. Now that's translating. That was cool in college. I made it through college. Now I'm in a relationship and have to depend or should depend and link up with someone, my mm -hmm. fiance. I'm like, I don't, what do you have that I she don't said, already? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so sharing things and having my own things are so important. And I've talked to my ther therapist and she's like, it's okay to have your own things. Just understand if this is the type of relationship that you have, you're going to have to share something. So what you've developed into is going to have to kind of lay down some, some things and compromise a little bit. And it is so difficult. Yeah. Being in a relationship and like connecting with someone and um, putting your thoughts together. Mm -hmm. um, like you were saying, putting yourself on video kind of rips the emotions out of you. And in my relationship just recently, what we had to do or what I decided what was best for us is to we have to just 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 write it down, rip it out of your body. What do you desire in a relationship? What is your ideal thriving situation and if it doesn't match we either can sacrifice or walk away and that was the most recent like trauma that yeah. like pulling out some trauma that happened the most recent in my relationship and thankfully it was things that we could have we can just tweak for one another like mm -hmm. tweak for ourselves for one another so we were able to be able to compromise in that sense but I think it's very healthy to be able to see who you are, like in a very raw, stripped down sense to be able to heal yourself for mm -hmm. your, not for really for your sure. parents, but to understand what your parents were doing to kind of see them as humans almost. Yeah, I think. exactly. Mm -hmm. All this shit with parents, man. They started it. I'm always like, ah. But the only thing, the only thing that, that sucks for me is like, even if I talk to them now, like it's it's not like they can just be like try to change now because they're just so set in their ways. Well, that's a, I think that's something that kids or all of us have to like accept. Everyone actually accept, no, for to sure. accept about your parents. Not everyone grew up with the privilege of having a great 
not 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 gonna say great, but uh, an understanding of progressive or this or that family mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck it is, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, whatever truths are hard, but you're just still gonna have to accept it. I think that like I'm ne- I don't wish for my parents to. I no longer wish or have it in my head the mm-hmm. expectation that my parents will change or will understand me or see me or, or not not make me feel gross about my tattoos or mm-hmm. whatever it is, but. I so I like I made peace with that fact and then I just kind of was just like if I still get to see them it's cool yeah you know whatever like I want to I want a solid relationship with my family too but it's it's weird because I'm gonna continue to like get the tattoos and stuff like I've had a a long conversation with my mom about tattoos my tattoos and at the end I was like do you want to see them she's like no (laughs) I was like okay and even when I went back home to Chicago one year when I first got my tattoo, I was in Chicago. It's a um, a blue, like, mosaic wolf, a wolf head on my side. And I was changing in the other room. My, mom, my aunt saw me. She's like, your mom knows that you got that tattoo? <laughs> Thankfully, we just had that conversation. Yeah. So I was like, Snitching yes. So what, what she was trying to do, she was trying to, because my mom always, she married the Christian man. She moved yeah, out of the house. She was, like, the shiny. She was the first to get married out of her five sisters. And... And, um, she, my aunt was trying to embarrass her, but then my mom became embarrassed of me because mm-hmm. I tainted mm-hmm. her, her image this. of the perfect family because yep. now her oldest has yep. uh, tattoos, yep. you know, and it really wasn't much of an embarrassment. I was like, I'm, I'm fine. Who cares about what my aunt says? The, you know what I mean? But she was like, you, the, you, yeah. you know, you, you, um, she, they now know that you had, you, I let you get tattoos or it made it look like I let you do it. Like, I live it's in my like own you, house let now. Me, you let me. <laughs> that's her processing her own shit. No, you for know? sure. Yeah, that's that's literally like the pain of my parents. I saw this one. I TikTok. hate when my family shit on my parents oh, for the yeah. stuff that we do, and that's the whole thing, you know. And I'm like, don't shit on me, bitch. I know your secrets too. Like, like I, 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 I don't see on my whole family. Listen. I, I saw this one TikTok that was like, I, sometimes I wish I can just go like back into the future and like hug my mom, like hug my younger mom. Yeah. And just tell her like, just tell her things now, like everything's going to be okay. Or like, just like some corny shit like that. But genuinely, truthfully, I really do wish that. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't. Because the new, the newer, no, because the things that she did then and everything that, that's her experience. Our experiences and the newer generation, we're going to start changing lives Mm -hmm. because now that therapy and everything is so like mental health is so like even now in schools, they're starting to take mental health so seriously. I think it's so important that we need it right now. Yes. Everything fucking going, even though everything's going crazy, was going crazy before. Everything is was made the way it's supposed to be. Mm hmm. Even though I'm fucking traumatized. Yes, I would like to, to. My mom, when she was when she was younger, I would like to. I would probably like to kick it. You know. Yeah, she, she was cool as hell. Yeah. I see the pictures. I'm like, mom. First of all, why didn't you save your clothes? Right. I'm like, I want the fits. Yes. Yeah. She. My mom had the little leggings with the little foot strap underneath. That was on fire. But what was cool was. I felt my mom, she traveled the world. She had to choose between two men to be able to marry before she 
chose my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Said, I probably would kick it. And your mom was poor. Exactly. She she was like, I didn't choose. Um, my mom too. Yeah, I, she's like, I didn't just cho- cho- chose like a white man. I dated an Asian man. I dated a black man. Oh. I dated all kinds of people. I wanted to see what I like. Hello. So I'm like, girl, where yeah. is this now? And I think because my dad was so conservative and the pro- pro- she wanted to be provided for and taken care of. Yeah. I think because she chose that lifestyle, she kind of pushed everything else away. And I don't like that because I feel I feel that in myself to be able to enjoy different people and to also um, have that same attraction for my fiance and things. And I want to be able to talk to my mom about that, but it would be like mad private and mm, super a long time from now yeah, because yeah, yeah. I don't feel like I could get that any answers from her because. I think she's still stuck in that conservative, like, this is how we're supposed to live, you know? Like, there's so many times where I look at my mom and I, like, want to say something, and I'm like, and she's looking at me, and she's like, what? And I'm like, nothing. (laughs) And I'm like, I I already get, like, yeah, I'm, like, scared of her. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I want to ask you something um, about your fiancé. I think it's cool that you guys work together and pursue the same, like, field. You both are photographers and stuff. Um, how is that? Do you guys collab? Are you guys competitive? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, Lucy. you know, like, how do you, um, how do you have similar dreams and be there and support each other at the same time? We're actually know? learning to do that right now because in the competitiveness, there can be a bit of jealousy. Um, as of right now, after I've gotten my, I want to say sixth publication, I'm I'm on top of the world. You know, everybody wants to work with me, even though I'm introverted and don't want to work with anybody. You know, I have that kind of look to me when, when I do enjoy my, my customers and things like that. But I want to be able to create freely. And with that, a lot of people are attracted to that. And with it being a woman's world right now, I'm getting a lot of attention. And in that, my fiance also kind of feels sometimes he we've talked about it he feels a little inferior mm-hmm. to where it's like dang i can't really push out my work the way i want to mm-hmm. because female is now is going on you know yeah. being televised everywhere yeah. so we do compete and i i do love the camaraderie that we have in that setting because it pushes us mm-hmm. i've learned what i know from him like that's how i i got him in the first place i was like can you teach me a little yeah. You know, you know, you know how photo, photo yeah, you know, you know how to edit really good. Can you just come over? <laughs> so, exactly. It, that's how I got him. Yeah. He just came <laughs> So, funny. in that, yes, we do kind of compete in and my birthday shoot was actually the collaboration. I came up with the idea, I was the model, and then he shot it for me. And so I love how that was completely curated. But it is it's a it's a tug and push. Yeah, it's a tug and push because of the simple fact that we are in our own field. We are in diff- completely different lanes. Like, I I feel like I'm a lot more, like, high fashion editorial. And he's really detailed. And he goes into storytelling, which I yeah. really like. So, uh, it's it's completely different. But in its, in its own right, we have to teach each other like Mm -hmm. that's who you are we're completely we're different people exactly and sometimes i have to pull him out of that mindset like dude we're on completely different lanes like let's let's also come to reality in that fact that you're not going to be me and i'm not going to be you so let's just thrive independently 
Yeah. In that same token, that's also something that's a little, I guess, would be fearful in his eyes because mm-hmm. he wants a a partnership that's solely independent or yeah, solely dependent upon one one another. And it's I've grown up very dependent. I've grown up very independent. Yeah. Um, and wanted to kind of do my own thing in my relationship, yeah. but have that partner with me. So. We're right now learning how to kind of put those together yeah, and make each that. other feel loved, but also satisfied with ourselves. Which, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like it. a real partnership because that's very hard because I would be like, mm, what are you shooting today? Like, I would be like, I don't know. It's a little bit, I don't know. It's difficult. And especially you guys are both talented. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Like to the team. I feel like the, I feel like the loophole is, is that it's you're in completely different lanes. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're competitive because of like you're learning the same skills and you're getting better in the same craft, mm-hmm. but you're not shooting for the same thing right. and you're not going for the same goals and you're not coming to each other as competitors. When you go to each other mm-hmm. about things, it's about yeah, you know, as a friend, yeah. literally as a friend. You yeah, know? Like yeah, like a peer. Like, like, yeah. Like, yeah. I feel you on the like independent thing though. I fucking I'm very independent. It's I know you give like, the independent vibe as soon as you hi. Yeah. I'm, I'm like you yeah. know what it is. A question that I ask myself, or when I had that realization, I was just like, this is recently too. I was like, okay, so I'm like having all of this resentment and feelings and this and that, and I. It's because I don't actually know what I need from people. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I actually need from people because I've never. I don't want to need anything from anybody. Yes. And I have made myself to be in a position to where I literally do not need anything from anybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to compromise that, right? But I understand that I, the human experience is to have each other yes. be there for each other, and no matter in a romantic sense, a friend sense, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be like, okay. What do I need from my friends? What do I actually need from my friends when I'm in a moment of sadness or whatever it is? And then I'm like, what do I need from this person that I'm interested in? Mm-hmm. Is it like, is it actual like affection, attention? Do I? And then from there, I can evaluate like how I want to be treated and this, this, this and that. And I'm saying all this as the person that's not in a fucking engagement relationship. You know what I'm saying? This is all from hindsight, everyone. Yeah, and I just literally put that list together. I I had to do it. And, like, from how do you want to be loved? How do I want to show up? How do I want to show up in sex, in dates, Mm -hmm. in all kinds of things? Everyday life, in hard situations. Yes. Like... Am I going to naturally comfort you when you're crying? For sure. Do you need to prompt me to do something for you? You have to tell me. Like, there was one thing I wrote in the section of motivation. I said, I I cannot be motivated by being told what to do. You either have to tell me what to do. You either have to do it with me or create the space for me to do it like mm-hmm. buy me the spin class yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me yeah. to go yeah or but don't just be like hey go to spin class today yeah. you know you we need to create that space if you're gonna instill motivation within me mm-hmm. for the, in that same instance i cannot figure out how to motivate you it's not gonna come naturally for me to be like well let me just figure let me try this let me try embarrassment that's mm-hmm. bottom line i don't want to continue to be I don't embarrassed stupid yeah. mm-hmm. i, just I don't, don't want to look stupid. dumb 
or waste your time by making mm-hmm. you feel sad because, oh, she didn't get it right this time. Tell me what to do, yeah. and then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes for a person like him in Aries, he wants people <laughs> to guess for him. <laughs> That's the thing, though. But listen, here's my thing. I'm, I'm, I'm a traumatized Aries, all right? And boy <laughs> Aries and girl Aries are different. Very different. But I'm an Aries, and here's my thing. Ready? Someone will tell me, you need to communicate, you need to communicate, you need to communicate, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you tell me, hey, you need to vocalize more what you're saying, what you're doing, right? And then here's, here's me. Ready? Hey, so I'm just really feeling, and then you're like, and you're just talking over me. And then I'm like, okay. And then they talk. And then I'm like, I don't want to talk anymore. And then they're like, no way. Why do you want to talk? I'm like, I'm literally was trying to vocalize. You told me to talk. I talk. You're constantly talking over me. I really don't feel like you want to hear anything I have to say. And honestly, I just don't want to talk anymore. And then they're like, now you're just being bitchy, and now you just... I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, so it's like, it's so, it's difficult for me. Communication is still hard. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe two, I'm like going on two years of working actively on my communication. And for me, it's something that I'm still like. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes it takes a partnership too. And it's so hard. Because I asked my fiance, I was like, how do you want to what is feeling wanted like look look like to you like what is it what does it look like in action towards you and how do you react to it he's like i just like what you like and i'm like it's not like like, you're like bam wrong answer (laughs) yeah i no i don't i don't know what that is because i barely know what i want so please help me and so that's that's a big thing for him describing what he wants specifically and i think i'm doing the same thing and ripping out what i actually want i mean um to get kind of personal on our little list of what we want i was like i like kissing people and he was like well you know if we could talk about it because i don't really like you know i don't really like that and i'm like that's a compromise that's fine yeah you know and but we have to be able to vocalize or be comfortable with vocalizing those types of things that are like deep down yeah that are deep down in that makes up who you are Mm -hmm. i'm I'm a loving person i want to be able to share that not in safe spaces yes but if my partner is not comfortable that's something that is a small piece of myself that i can Compromise for, for sure. the betterment of us. For sure. Because there's yeah. way more things that we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. Damn. We love safe spaces. I love um, I love healthy relationships. Period. Uh, <laughs> I constantly think about like, damn, Jesus fucking Christ. If I was ever with anybody, I would actually have to like start inserting them into my day oh my like it's work like i and that's what i'm saying you have a full-time job she's a bitch. creator she's in a relationship yo but like i'm out here like i'm i have all day to myself all day every single day i do oh, whatever the that. fuck i want it's and not program. that i'm saying that like being in a relationship is any different because yeah. for me now i understand that if i was to get into a relationship my partner would have to be okay with like not talking all the time and like having the freedom to do everything i tell everybody like you don't have to live together like i don't have to live with you Mm -mm. you know what i'm saying i if anything i don't want to live with you i want to live with my sister or myself i want to poop in my own house i want to fucking have my own fucking time to like you know talk to my own fucking plants and whatever and like i don't know 
I think about it and then I'm like, Jesus Christ, there are so many things that I haven't thought about at all because I have been alone. Mm -hmm. But it's 2022. You can make your relationship into what you want it to be. Exactly. Like right now, my what we have set up in the morning, during the week, before we go to work, we spend time in the morning, 6 a.m., 6.30. Between 6 and 6.30, we're spending time with each other until 7.30 when he, he goes to work. On the weekends, leave me the hell alone and let me sleep. <laughs> That's the boundary. Whatever. So we've got through that compromise and be able to, I get to sit in bed and on the weekend. If I get up and I do my thing and I end up right back in bed, that's my decision mm-hmm. because I've taken care of y'all. You guys are fed and entertained. I can do my own thing, mm-hmm. you know? So even if you don't, I even thought about it while we were debating our little lists. Like what if it comes down to it where we need more space? Like, okay, well, then we can still be together and find our own apartment somewhere. Like, I'm still cool with that. And you don't have to live with each other, or you can be neighbors, or you can live on the patio. Dream relationship. (laughs) on the patio. Listen, I'll put your bed out there. We live in the same neighborhood. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We live in the same apartment complex, but not together. We live next door to each other. I can walk in your house. Or if we are really fucking that rich and we made it, bitch, we live in the same motherfucking house and compound. (laughs) But I have my own everything. Again, I want to poop in my own house. Listen, or I want to we, leave my mess where it is for just a few more minutes than what makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, for real. <laughs> because I was coming back to it, not immediately. You know, yeah. I'll pick up the piece of paper later. I feel like a, a, a very important piece of a rela- in a relationship, though, is like, and I have been through this, which is why I think I'm traumatized, and that's why I think about it a lot, is that you lose your sense of, like, identity and being because you think that you have to more fit into this relationship. But, like, now I see it clearly that you can still be yourself and do everything that you do as your own person and operate as your own. You don't really have to, like, morph yourself into another person. Right. Like, I don't think so. Society has, like, exactly. set us like up. Norm and make you think that you need to be yeah. with the other person all the time and whatever, bro. Like, I enjoy, like, truly... I enjoy, like, the dynamic that I have, like, right now is that, like, I don't, I don't know, like, I see you or whatever, but then, like, I enjoy having, like, the little gap yeah. all the time to myself, and then I naturally miss you. Yes. Yeah. You know, I don't have to be around you 24-7. <laughs> I don't have to, like, know what's going on at all times, the, and but all of that is operated out of trust mm-hmm. for me, you know, like, all of that is possible because of trust. If I didn't have trust, I would not even involve myself with you in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Because I'm, right. not out, I'm not out here doing shit in the 10 hours of not talking to you. But I'm not going to sit out here and not worry about you doing shit. Exactly. That's not going to happen. Yeah. That's and another I feel story. Like I, that, for me, range from me seeing my mom always with somebody. And not only was she always with somebody, but once she lived with them. And whenever they, wherever they went, she was with them. Mm. So it was like, we lose my grandma. Oh, but my mom was whoever she was with at the time. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was always like she had her partner there, her partner, her partner, her partner. So then I was like, oh, okay, so then I just got to get me a partner. Right. You know what I mean? So, But then a part of me didn't want that dependency. And exactly. I was like, mm-hmm. So it's like, I was like, I just want a partner. I just got to have, I got to find my partner. I got to find my partner. Partner, partner, partner. I don't know. I was young. You know, I was crying know. last night, mm-hmm. you know, about, I guess, again call it a crush yeah and like a situation about like a a person you know but then this morning i woke up and i was like 
that was so small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm so happy that one, I have all these friends that I got to send texts to and call and send crying pictures to. Yeah, yeah. Then I got a crying picture, guys. Bro. And like literally, <laughs> the reason why I say that that situation with my crush was so small Sorry, was because the bigger pieces was that I get to strengthen my friendship. Mm-hmm. By showing another piece of myself. But, you know, I of course I debated on, like, you know, mm-hmm. texting people and yeah. whatever. And I would erase my messages. But I was like, no, this is about me. Yeah. This is literally not about that situation yeah. at all. This is about me navigating through this situation. And mm-hmm. how I'm going to go through this and whatever it is. And so I was like, ah, that's nice. And it's because I have turned my reality of my experience to be my experience, yes. not theirs. Mm-hmm. You know, I would always try to cater to their experience and be understanding of what they're doing, make up justifications in my own mind about yeah. them and whatever it is that was not needed because I was putting them before me. Yeah. This experience is purely about me. And even if this doesn't work out, I will be fine. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm, I have myself, mm-hmm. I got my own life, you know? All my friends are going to be here no matter if you're gone. Exactly. And I see you, like, from what I see you're saying, it's like you break down your issues similarly to what I do like I'll be like okay this is the issue why do we feel this way okay well where did it come from yeah where did it come from why do you feel that way oh because I feel like so-and-so looks prettier than me okay why do you feel that way because Instagram has set up my brain to do that okay why have you allowed that to happen okay where can you change that can you remove that person from your eyesight to be able to change your your view of how you see yourself? Mm-hmm. Yes or no, and then move from there. Like I break down, I like talk yeah. to myself in the car sometimes and say things like that. So oh, that yeah. breakdown of thinking is really, really healthy, especially in For sure. these types of situations because you're like, this is more so is about me than yeah, yeah. about the, the yeah. you know, sadness about being heartbroken. It's about understanding who I am now and how I can move and progress through the next time this exactly. happens and i used to get so confused on why people treat people used to say oh people treat you the way that they feel about themselves and mm-hmm. it's i always know that it's never about that and that um i forgot where i was going with this wait people always oh because i've just been i've been repeating this saying to myself a lot um because honestly i have not been getting the best treatment mm-hmm. just like from either friends or from people that are close to me and even from some mem- from some family members um so all of the one thing that i just have to keep in my brain is that because a lot of social media stigmatisms keep me in like people treat you the way that they feel about you which i don't think is true i think that people treat you the way that they feel about themselves or whatever they're going through in that moment so I have to always try to sit back and say, hmm, you don't know if they're having a bad day today. Mm-hmm. Or you don't know if, hey, maybe their goldfish died today and they're just having, like, they're just in more of, like, a bitchy mood and they just wanted to make someone else feel that bitchy mood with them, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like before I used to really take people's emotions in and be like, oh, they're mad at me. Oh, they feel this way towards me. Oh, and then I don't communicate because I'm not a good communicator. Mm-hmm. And then I, I want them to, like, read my mind and be like, well, tell me that you're not mad at me then. And it's just, like in my brain is like it's crazy Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's so hard to learn how to be like hey you made me feel this way can you tell me why yes and then they're like i'm so sorry i've just been having a really bad week and then you're like "Ah, that feels better yeah but you can't expect 
you can't expect that type of communication from somebody sometimes because they don't they themselves don't know how to communicate mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly and, and a tweet and it's that like I, two people that are like oh i'm not saying shit to you it's like i'm not saying shit to you and what right and so like, because both of y'all don't know how to communicate and, and like, you're just getting mad yeah <laughs> a tweet that i saw uh but maybe a year or so ago said you can't expect someone to disregard their boundaries just as you do when it's convenient for you Exactly. And it's like, damn. <laughs> Just because someone has set their boundaries, like, no, I'm not coming over. Sunday is my rest day. Yeah. I would not like any any company. And you're just like, damn, girl, I want to go to the mall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you you people have their own boundaries, and yeah, we have to understand that. I try my best to keep that, like, be mindful of that about my friends. Because I feel like you have such accountability with friends that you, mm-hmm. like, especially when you're close, that you think, like, yeah, I can just do whatever with this bitch. But, like, <laughs> I, in my mind, I'm like, no, I can't just do people. whatever with this bitch. Because, like, I have to be mindful of them, especially. <laughs> You know, because they are my closest friends. Right. Because like, I don't want to, like, you know, ever. I feel like I'm such an aware person mm-hmm. that I can never not be not mindful. And that's the one issue that I have with people about me is that, like, I hate when people are unintentional with me and not mindful of me and my time. Mm-hmm. Respect and be mindful of me and my time. That's yes. what I do with you. You know? But then I fuck up, and then I think that everybody will give me what I give them, or if I'm like this, other people must be able to like be like that, and it's true, but not everybody. Exactly. Yeah, same everybody. thing with that, that boundary mm-hmm. thing. Just because I took some extra time to talk to you on the phone because you were sad doesn't mean you're necessarily going to do that for me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or that you have the space to right now. Yeah. And sometimes that's okay. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But then it all brings back me back to like, well, well, then that's when I'm going to be good by myself. <laughs> yes. That's well, what maybe I'm trying this is the time to that's that also to, yeah, to yeah, that's yeah. also what I'm trying to teach my fiance and this is our phase like I want us to be an arc. I want us to be two independent pillars that come together at the exactly. top. And I that's what I thrive. I I don't want to feel as if I'm completely dependent, but I do know that that's important for you. And so that's what I have to do. And that's where my little art comes in. But at the same time, I do want to know that you are an upstanding, responsible adult, too. That if something goes down, that I can depend on you to be able to take care of it. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. Exactly. That you have the knowledge. You're going to catch me when I... The wherewithal. That I can trust that you got this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I got this. Exactly. Because if you don't got it, I promise you, I got it. But, but I'm just checking. But that, atti- <laughs> but I want to drop that attitude, you know. Yeah, like yeah. I don't want to have that attitude. Like, oh, because I'm gonna have it at the end of the day. I don't even want that. I don't even want that to come out of my to mouth. Speak, yeah, to speak yet. Because that into existence. I'm, this whole this whole union is supposed to it's be better. Trying to break that down. Yeah, the whole point of us coming together is it's supposed to be better together than it is independently. Mm-hmm. So if I'm still flexing my independence. <laughs> It's, it's not, not a good it. Yeah. It at all. I completely understand. So that's that's been my lesson. Yeah. You know, yeah. making it a better union than it is in, as an independent single person, which is pretty freaking cool sometimes. No, you know, it is awesome. I think that it's so cool. Relationships. <laughs> I'm so far from relationships that it's like foreign, but God, like relationships are so cool. I was always like a relationship bitch. That's why I was in one for like so long. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's cool to like create a bond with another person to build a trust with another person to feel like different emotions and um 
just you know navigate through different levels of feelings oh. and like i think that's the coolest thing you feel you like communication all the things that you want to work on you can only work on it so far with yourself you mm-hmm. need relationships to be able to bring that forward you need people to talk to to for sure you know to practice that and so it's like i think love is the coolest shit i think that's what you need jules you haven't had or please correct me if i'm wrong no. or if i'm projecting you haven't had that partner to practice communication with here's my thing right? <laughs> <laughs> i it was yeah <laughs> yeah and i think that i've always looked at relationships and been like wow like everybody looks at relationships and they're like this is awesome this is awesome this is fun oh this is ugly this is bad we're arguing this is scary he's he's sneaky i'm feeling this way i'm i'm gonna leave drops mm-hmm. it i'm gonna leave i'm not gonna fight i'm gonna leave i'm gonna and then people don't really honor relationships the way that i hear you talk about relationships only i can name like a handful of my friends that take relationships and put actual hard work into relationships that the way that you speak about it mm-hmm. so yes i definitely need to be with somebody who is willing to advocate communication and self-love and independence just like the way you are speaking about it right now yes so i'm on the back burner for a minute for a while now yeah it takes a a gut punch to be (laughs) in a relationship because i get dms please stop hitting me up we're not ready we're not ready i'm still sad (laughs) yeah it takes a gut punch to be able to communicate like to the point where it's like sure i know you love me and you'll do this for me do you like me yeah do you know me can you stand that's do you know me but i think for me i'm like do you respect me yeah Mm -hmm. do you respect me and i mean i only do things out of respect if i don't respect the person they're not in my realm i don't surround myself and whatever it is you know what i'm saying and i even if i don't respect the person i'm still respectful towards you Mm -hmm. but because at that core i'm i respect you your being i value your time and Mm -hmm whatever it is that's the motivation for me to treat you well to be intentional with you to be whatever it is like so then yeah. like, do you are you doing that for me like exactly you know? but then there's some girls that are just like so caught up on it that i like sometimes I look, i'm like oh my god girl you look so nice she was like yeah i was gonna wear this different top but like my boyfriend didn't let me oh, and i'm like uh, it's giving <laughs> what are you doing you know what i mean so then it's like yeah like, but i know you, he was like, like looking out for me and like it was like it was out. a little too short like sister that mm-hmm. sounds like your dad that said you couldn't no. wear it like so then that's the one that that's like first red flag mm-hmm. one there's no respect there mm-hmm. you know that like you like honor him you know what i mean it's like i felt that i felt that way about my mom when she changed her lifestyle to be with my dad because he was gonna sit her at home with the little money that he made or whatever and i was like girl what is co- like why are you letting what are you him doing? control this situation when you want to you want to work you want to be able to make money you want to be able to spend your money the way you want to but because you want to do things for the betterment of the household or the family you've kind of like sacrificed that part of your life like women sacrifice i don't want to do that i think that's why i fight so hard as a person and who i am is because like i'm fighting for the parts of my mom that Mm -hmm. like that i feel that i'm like girl i related to that like bitch like this for you mama i promise when i make it this for you we are so much like don't forget you that bitch anna like she know bitch she know she a leo she know oh she know hell yeah bro i feel like this conversation flew oh yeah yes it did like it graduated 
Graduated, gravitated. Or graduated was like was the right okay. word. Okay, sorry. I'm sitting here like I don't think I don't know. She's I like, have no idea. I don't sure. know English. It's a, it's a synonym. <laughs> uh, how's everyone feeling? Uh, I feel replenished. I want to drink a lot of water now, and I'm gonna go skate before I go to. I'm trying to get this little tanny tan before I go and have you my photo so shoot. Tan. I know. Like I'm Crazy. like yeah. Yeah, I'm really tan right now. Oh, my God. I haven't been this tan since I was, like, in Puerto Rico. Yeah, so then put more sunscreen and then it'll even yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah. No, and I put sunscreen every single time. Before I, before I go every you single must. My roommate, tattoos. Yeah, my roommate, must. my roommate is um, an esthetician, so she's always like, you got sunscreen? I'm like, yes, I got it. She's like, okay, just making sure. I'm like, okay, thank you for looking at me. Thank you. But, yeah, I care. Speaking of photo shoot, I have a photo shoot coming up with Candace. Yes. And I'm really oh. excited. Uh, I'm gonna throw. Uh, I'm gonna throw up. I'm so if you excited. threw up the first time, no. Because shout out to that photographer, but sorry. No, Samantha, <laughs> bro, Sammy, oh my God, went killed it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna see great. after, but we're not gonna talk too much. But that was amazing, Candace. I'm sorry. Wait. Hello. Yo, for oh real God. though, check Candace out. Candace, please plug all your shit. Please, right now. She's a fucking, you heard her. She says six time published, whatever the fucking correct terms are, but go Yes. So six-time published photographer. I'm actually published internationally. I have okay. um, a magazine that has been published in Paris, France. Which is oh, amazing. bonjour. Oh, you know. Just make me think of horror. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> and I can be found on Instagram at the hype is dead, just as it's it's spelled T H E H Y P E I S D E A D. And the same thing for my website, thehypeisdead.com. That's where you can find a lot more pictures, um, more uncensored content, I would say. And I actually have a kind of like a brand shoot coming out that I did last year. And it's going to be based around The Hype is Dead. I'm getting my final file copyrighted coming from the government in the mail so so once that comes in i'll be posting pictures so look out for that because it's gonna be very very fun and breaking the internet that's all so exciting yes this was so fucking awesome this entire recording you are like an awesome guest and we're so honored this conversation flew like literally was so smooth for me i'm like I was so worried because every time that I'm anxious before recording, I'm always like, oh, I didn't put my best into it or whatever. No, I was too. And then I would always re-listen to my recordings and I'm like, I could have done that better and that yeah. better. But then I went into this one. I'm like, okay, no, you're going to be fine because you want to make the, your podcast better and you want to elevate yourself, Yes. you know, and whatever. And I think that that's pushed this to go so like, well. So yeah, yeah, Candice, you are amazing. Like you Thank were just you. here, like like even the first time that I met you, I just sat next to you and we were like talking the whole time. You are so amazing, and thank you so much for being here. Thank and you, like, thank you again for having me. And even if we don't, you know, get to see each other as often because our sadness, you know, I still, you know, I still love you guys and cherish the the quant the the concentration of the love does not, yes. you know, go away. That's why the because we haven't seen each other. It's exciting because mm-hmm. the collective is like an event to look forward yes, to for seeing sure. everyone. Also, I was kind of nervous about hot yoga because I pass out very easily in the oh heat. God, <laughs> she was like, hold on. I don't know. Oh, no. That might be outside the door. Nah, bitch. Nah. You, you, she's not going to be tense. She's not going to be going home. Okay, okay, okay. I always tell her. So, like, um, 
my collective project, I host like whatever different meets. One of them is like hot yoga, and the 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 girl that the instructor, she actually goes ham, mm-hmm. and I always I'm like I love it. But these people, some of them have never done it before. Some of them are not used to it. Like it's very intense. So I have to be like, just go, you know, just go moderate, Mm -hmm. beginner level, Mm -hmm. you know. Make it so that everyone can do it. Right. I live, but I will make myself throw up. Listen, girl, I was there like. I was like, why didn't everyone? Like, it was so bad. He drink ice water and he's like, oh, no, We all walked out. We were all standing out there. And we were, everybody's like, yeah, we're all heading out. There were some people that were like, I just need a second. Like, everybody literally got up, wrapped up there. And it was it was such a, I'm so excited. Absolutely. I love it. That's so funny. And, uh, well, this was a beautiful episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed everything we talked about. There were so many little gems. Yes. Yeah. So many little gems. I like for talking sure. to people that go to therapy. Yeah. For the sure. first clip like, better, be, better be Khan's no, little rant. Because that hit really my heart so bad. <laughs> I was going like, whoa, are we going to stop? I looked at no. Candice. Candice looked at me and she was like... <laughs> I was like, like, like looking at you like... And I was like, tears are about to fall. And yeah. I was like, oh, oh, like think of something else. Think of something else. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. <laughs> and also... I just want to sincerely thank you, everyone, for being a safe space, especially for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't talk to my friends about a lot of things because I don't really know how I process it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a bad thing because I work out in therapy, but having a safe space like this mm-hmm. makes me feel like I'm able to go on here, express myself without having to go into too deep, but allow my friends to still have yes. an opinion to me and like what's going on and stuff. And so I appreciate this a lot yes so uh, let me ask you guys as a a, a question as a consumer to the podcaster (laughs) does every episode have a comment section on like apple podcast or how does that we can i think we can create that okay or like we can be more active on like the social media page and then we can do lives me and jules have actually talked about doing lives Mm -hmm. so we we upload every um we upload three mondays out of the four Mm -hmm. out of the month so like we were talking about on the fourth one we can go live and that way you guys can have a personal conversation with us and like um it's more of like an interactive piece. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to expand okay. like the platform and yeah. see what else we can do with it. And like, and so that way you guys can directly talk to us without mm-hmm. having to you write a whole paragraph if you didn't want to do that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Right? Yeah. See, tell us what the fuck you dance. want. Tell it's us what dance. you want. <laughs> We're just trying to give you what you want, man. Yeah. Do it. Do it. You can do whatever you want. I'm ready for some noodles. Now. Ah! Not the noodle. <laughs> all right, everyone. Wait, hold up. Just kidding. We got Wait, outro. But I do please, love you. Where can they find us? Oh, oh my God. Look at me. All right, you guys. You guys already know. You guys can find us at mental podcast on Instagram and then on Facebook at mental chillness. And I am lots of jewels with two S's. And I'm Mega Con. Period. And Candace is. The hype is dead. Ooh. Period. And we are out.